0: everyone and welcome back to the show. It's so nice to be back behind the mic now that we are all flash up here with the new recording equipment. Yes, I posted an upgrade photo on Instagram. Um, As this episode here, we are bringing you all a bit of black girl magic this weekend. Before we begin, I want to acknowledge the land that I'm recording this content on today. I want to pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging of the Darawa nation and acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of the land I live, study, and work on. So what has been happening out there in the crazy world? Besides coronavirus and this lockdown, I would say that I'm about ready to throw the towel in. I don't know about you, but this shit has been so exhausting. I have been in lockdown now, I think, for approximately nine weeks. I don't know. Sometimes the days are just melting into one another and i'm even forgetting what day it is um i have been taking this time to take care of important things like nesting uh which some of you may know what that is i'm not too sure but nesting is usually what you do when you're expecting a baby it's just getting things ready um i've also been going through court for my big girl in norway And obviously trying to organise a full house before welcoming our littlest love. Yes, I am finally on maternity leave too. And I'm really trying to relax before our little Baba arrives in two and a half weeks' time. Woo! I also just want to say in advance, I am getting so out of breath just recording and talking. Um, So (laughs) please forgive me if you hear me huffing and puffing when we're talking today. Um... Yes, but it's not easy being 37 and a half weeks pregnant. Um, I'm trying to get all these deadly, you know, guests on the show and organize some nice uh, content for you guys to listen to. So please be patient with your girl, but I'm definitely going to get it out there to Now, as most of you probably have guessed, this episode is about trauma and childbirth. or the trauma that can come with childbirth if one is not properly supported and so on. So yeah, this is perhaps one of the biggest life-changing situations that most women will encounter in some stage of their life or not. It's totally up to you if you want to have kids or not. Anyways, now I want to welcome our lovely guest for the episode, a deadly sister from the South Coast, Shani Lee. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hey. (laughs) How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. So your first time on a podcast?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty nervous.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't worry, sis, it's expected. It's totally <laughs> normal. I still get nervous talking on these things too, so you're not alone. Yeah, cool. <laughs> All right, so should we, um, do you want to say a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your mob?
1: Yeah, so um, my name's Shani Lee Jarrett. I'm from Jeringong, New South Wales. I'm Wobanja, part of the UN Nation. you part of the Darwin Nation, Goombanga woman. And yeah just cruising yes
0: deadly how old are you
1: I'm 26 years old I just turned 26 in August the 12th so
0: yes deadly (laughs) and you're a mum obviously that's why we're doing this episode with you I'm a mum of a little four-year-old yeah layley months (laughs) deadly um okay so should we jump into the questions are you ready I'm ready. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go. So, okay. This is probably one of the nosiest questions ever. And I sort of resent this because it's gammon.
1: It's like, okay, so was bub planned? Yeah. um, A lot of people think because I was young, I was 21. A lot of people assume that um, like I, it was an accident, but I was actually me and my ex-partner, we planned to have a Lely and yeah we were financially stable we had our own house like we were sweet so we were ready to have a baby so yeah she was planned
0: yeah deadly no we love that it's um it can be a bit frustrating when you get mob, like not mob mob but like you know white fellas whatever coming up to you and asking Mm -hmm. you if baby was ever planned or whatever it's like well no baby's an accident do
1: you know what I mean yeah I feel like they just assume anyway if when you're young they just assume that it's not planned yeah
0: but like, you know, more power to you and your X man for, you know, playing a yeah. baby. We love that. Mm-hmm. Damn, 21 too. I was 21 when I had my first. I know. All right. So let us start from the beginning. How did you find out that you were pregnant?
1: Um. So I was obviously trying. Yeah. <laughs> I um got the bar out of my arm, the implant on, sorry, out of my arm. And um like we were trying to get pregnant and then... I was just one day at work, I was like, "Oh, my titties are real sore. (laughs) Muscles are (laughs) sore. And then um, one of my co-workers, Amy, she worked in um, the design team over on the Fox Ground and Berry Bypass. And at the time I was working for Fulton Hogan and I was like, oh, come to the shop with me. I think I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. And she knew that I was trying. And then, um, like, we went down to the IGA in Berry and then, I just ran into the pub, which is across the road, and I took a pregnancy test, and then I found out, like, two lines straight away. Damn. And then, yeah, I just knew it because, like, my boobs were so sore. And then, yeah, soon. and I went to the doctor straight after work, and yeah. they confirmed it. Oh, my God, that's crazy, eh? It's like... Um, it's crazy, yeah. Like, black women,
0: you know, like, us mob, like... We, I don't know, it's sort of like intuitive, like we know our bodies, like I knew, because I'm 37 and a half weeks pregnant now, big mm-hmm. gal, and like I knew honestly, like what, two weeks, two weeks after, you know, mm-hmm. sex
1: at time, I was like, yeah, feeling a bit funny, hey. Yeah, like, I knew straight when away. The, yeah. And then as soon as I found out, like I started, that's when all the sickness started coming on then, like. You, then you know oh, your body knows yeah. like oh yeah,
0: I'm pregnant you know what I mean <laughs> oh it's the worst honestly Hmm. and so like how was um like overall how was the pregnancy how would you sort of like give it like you know out of 10
1: um my pregnancy was pretty cruisy actually no in the beginning I had a scare with um you know with the 12 week um tests that they do like the um down syndrome and all that Ah, yeah, yeah the fluid behind the baby's neck and all that mm. so that was all good for me and then I had a blood test and it said that I was high risk for Edwards disease which is like a disease where you give birth and then your baby passes away like shortly after you give birth what? but turns out it was all incorrect because I ended up getting the um the harmony test and
0: and what's my, the harmony
1: um, test It's the um, genetics, like the chromosomal test, which goes like right into detail with your DNA, baby's Mm -hmm. DNA. Like, it just confirms everything. Yeah, pretty much. You pay like four hundred and fifty dollars. All your results get sent to America just to pretty much give you clarity if you have any. Yeah, bit of peace of mind around that twelve week. Yeah, for sure. Mm. But yeah, it all came back all good, and then the rest of my pregnancy was pretty cruisy.
0: That's good. My God, I'm still struggling with heartburn here. I don't know about you, but Jesus. Oh, my <laughs> God.
1: I had the worst reflux and then a lady came out with a mop and I was like, that's why. Yeah,
0: I know. I remember you showed me the photo. It's too lovely when babies come out with a full head of hair or a decent amount of hair, eh? It's weird in some families. Like you don't, some babies come out bold
1: yeah <laughs> oh I would have been freaked out if she come out bold
0: <laughs> yeah I know I don't know but we black blackfellas our babies come out full head of hairy hair. eight. yes <laughs> properly down the back the ears yeah everything oh bless them <laughs> little hairy cheeks too sometimes yeah <laughs> okay okay so we'll move on to the next question Okay, so after finding out that you were in the clear, so the 12-week mark, yeah, like some people don't obviously say that they're pregnant until they hit that mark because anything Mm -hmm. can happen within that first three months. So what we want to know here is what was the most important healthcare-related thing you needed to ensure for the care of yourself and your baby?
1: Um, So I linked up with Binjiburai, which is the Aboriginal Infant Family Mm -hmm. Health Service down this way down in um, Nara and they've got another service in Shell Harbour. And, um, like, it was important for me to link up with the Koori services, like, so you can feel culturally safe throughout your pregnancy. you have got that support from the Aboriginal workers that are there in the hospitals and work with the midwives and that. So I thought it was real important for me to link up with them throughout the pregnancy. So they, they come with me and supported me with appointments and anything that I needed, really, they were there. That's so good.
0: And it's so important, like you said, <clears throat> being an Aboriginal woman and, you know, having black babies and all of this, we do need better health care and stuff for us. And it's good that you've we've got these services yeah. there um, for us to access. And we know that we're going to be, you know, the health care is actually yeah. culturally appropriate for us because too often it's not. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so let's fast forward. So we'll get to the birth how did that go for you
1: um fucking terrible can I swear on you yes (laughs) yes you can come on it was it was really bad like it's really one of the reasons why I haven't had another baby because I'm like so traumatized and I can just like it's insane yeah um So, do you want to start from the beginning or yeah girl like we'll we'll go from like what is it the
0: early labor through to active and then baby being born and all like what happened
1: so um I was I got up out of bed on what date was it the 6th yeah Mm -hmm. 6th of August I got up out of bed like I felt good and I'm like went to the toilet everything was fine and then mind you this is like a week before my due date and then i walked out into the kitchen and my mum was here my brother in law william was here like my whole family was here pretty much and then i'm like oh my god mum i think i just peed my pants oh. and then <laughs> mum's like oh my god like ring the hospital yeah <laughs> and i was like i was like oh. like you know when you like lose when you lose something down there when you're pregnant like and you have no control yeah, like, like well, you, yeah, when your waters break and you sort yeah, of just trickle the thing was, it wasn't my waters and it wasn't my plug. So wow. I went into the toilet and I checked and I was like, oh, that's so weird. It was like this, I don't even know what it was. I, now that I look back, I think it was meconium, like when the baby poos inside you. Oh, no, seriously? And you lose that, like, yeah, Fuck. for real. that's serious. But I didn't know, see, like being a first-time mom, like, I just thought I was fine. Like, I didn't have a bad pregnancy yeah. or anything like that. I just thought. All right, I'll go to the hospital, see what happens. Mm-hmm. So um, almost probably like an hour or two after I lost that little whatever that was, I started getting like contractions like real heavy, which is weird because they didn't start slow. You know how they're supposed to start slow and oh, then shit. increase? Oh, shit, so it just went straight to like an eight. It just went to like, yeah. Yeah. And I managed it. Like I was at home for like six hours and then I went into the, doc- into the hospital. Yeah got sent home they checked me I was only like two centimeters got sent home and then went back got sent home again because I wasn't dilating like like real quick but I was in pain as if I was like ready to give birth
0: far out oh my god and
1: then yeah it was wild and then I was like showing the midwife I was like this is coming out of me like what's happening like it wasn't my plug blah 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 she was like it's fine hon it's fine and I'm like me, being vulnerable, young mum. I was just like, yeah, okay. I'm listening to them. Like it's whatever. They're the professionals. Wait. You know.
0: Hold up. She said that the meconium coming out of you was fine. It was fine.
1: Yeah. And she sent what? me home. The same midwife twice. <laughs> That's so
0: isn't that isn't that dangerous? That's like a massive risk to you, isn't it? And baby, uh, obviously. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Because baby, yeah. Then, now that i It can back. get in
0: her lungs and stuff if she's um like if in- she swallows it yeah yeah that's fucking dangerous
1: jesus yeah wild and um yeah so i went home and then i went back and then she wanted because i wasn't dilating quick enough mm-hmm. they wanted to like do the stretch and sweep yeah and i was like oh, i was a bit hesitant and then she's like i don't know i just feel like the the language she used with mm-hmm. me was just totally inappropriate i understand that they have to like explain things to you and stuff like that but she's like you have to give me consent otherwise it's sexual abuse <gasps> no she fucking didn't am like, not like, you serious see, you're talking to a black woman here <laughs> like she's weird, not allowed to yeah, do
0: that like, though she's not allowed to do that you are allowed to refuse the um internals like examinations yeah. and you also you like you can put it off for as long as you need like what the fuck
1: Yeah, she's like, you have to give me consent, otherwise it's sexual abuse. And then I was just like, fuck it, just do it. Because I was like, I'm in so much pain, break my waters or do something. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So she done the stretch and sweep and then sent me home. So that was the third time I got sent home. And then at that point, I was like, fuck this. I'm going back to the hospital and I'm staying there. Like, I'm not going home. Like, this is a joke. Mm -hmm. So... I got back to the hospital, I labored, I jumped in the bath, like the bath was the best thing for me. Yeah. And I was moving around, like I was trying to do everything right and then um, they just gave me a shot of morphine in the bum. They're like, yep, they didn't offer me gas, they didn't offer me the epidural. Did they even say that they were going to give you that or they just did it? They just said, this is really going to help you and then bang. Like I was like, okay, whatever. And then at that point, that's when I started like, Mentally, like losing it, you know, when you're in oh, that like,
0: sis, yeah. And
1: then, yeah, had that, and then I ended oh. up having to sleep for probably like 15 minutes, and probably like I was like, please, can you give me the epidural? Like, please, I was begging them. They wouldn't give it to me because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know why. Yeah. And then, Yeah. They, gave, they came in to Fuck. give me the epidural and um, Jermaine, my daughter's dad, was like, hey, give me um, – is that wow. right? Like, is that right? The heart rate's going, like, sky high, the baby's heart rate. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're like, you go for C-section, go for C-section. The obstetrician was saying to me and then before I knew it, I was laid up in the surgical bed getting my stomach cut open <laughs>
0: That's just, it's like gone from zero to a hundred too quick. That's. So yeah, birth wasn't ideal. No. For you. It didn't go the way that you wanted to. Yeah.
1: Well, I didn't even have a plan to begin with. All I had was midwives telling me like, oh, like you'll be fine. You're tall. Look at your figure. Like you're going to be fine. Oh my God. So I went in thinking, oh, I've got this, like I'm fine. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. even have, like, C-section in, the, in my head at all. I just thought, yeah. like, I can do it, whatever.
0: Hell, yeah, because, you know, your mum did it before you, your grandma, yeah. all of this, all the women around you. you just yeah. thought automa- of, you know, our bodies are made to push these little humans out. But that's crazy, though. For me, that makes me really sad for you, to be honest, sis. Like, oh, just that's the lack... <laughs> Yeah, just the lack of care from these uh-uh, like midwives and the obstetrician coming in and like they could have prevent- yeah. there could have been a whole lot of um like time saved as well as pre- like preventative measures put in. Like I mean, if you're leaking meconium, that's fucking dangerous. Like they I don't understand why they would have sent you home so many times as well. Like I get it you you didn't dilate enough to stay at the hospital, but at the same time that's really scary. And you, you know, you're a first time mom as well.
1: Yeah. It's just. And like, we were just like vulnerable. Like, we were just like, yeah, okay, whatever. We'll go home then and yeah. labor at home. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mind you, it's a 30 minute drive to Nara from Jerengong. So it's not just like right there. Yeah, well, so, there you go.
0: So yeah. the amount of time that you drove back down there and then back up, that's like three hours wasted.
1: Yeah. God it was dammit. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I had like the worst contractions. Like, literally, I had the timer on my phone and I'm like, okay. And it's like telling me, you know how it tells you, like, go to the hospital. They're too close, like, together. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, I need to go to the hospital. But, like, if I go, they're just going to send me back. So I was just, it was so bad. And that's,
0: yeah. And that's scary. Like, that was actually one of my biggest fears, too, when I was pregnant with Aura Girl about getting to the hospital and them turning me away. So I stayed at home, I think, like, and, uh, like, early labour, that went on forever. I was there for maybe, I don't know, 12 hours? Yeah. And then, like, the day after in the RV, I was like, yeah, let's go to the hospital. And I got there and I was, like, five centimetres dilated. I was like, oh, awesome, they can't turn me away. Yeah, that's so good. But it's interesting. There's a whole bunch of, like, you know, it's like ageism as well because you know you were so young having a bub
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like you said so vulnerable like we are as women when we're in that you know phase of our life being pregnant and having babies we become
1: quite vulnerable yeah in, for, in sure. for sure and you lose but you're not in that like you're not an expert you know when you're pregnant you research all this Mm -hmm. stuff and you think you know but like then when you present at the hospital and stuff and it's a totally different story it just makes you even more vulnerable yeah
0: I know and not only that like there's just total well I felt anyways as well with my own experience with childbirth and trauma and stuff because I had my daughter at RPA up in Sydney and um you know I don't want to diss these big like hospitals or whatever like I get it people are there to do their job but there's total lack of cultural, like, awareness or anything. I find for a lot of women of colour going through these spaces.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: It's like a revolving door. Do you know what I mean? Like, one in, one out, one in, one out. Like, let's hustle this. Okay. So, yeah. Um, But that moves us on, like, you know, to the next question. Like, obviously, now you're big girl. She's four years old. Yeah. And it's been four years since you were in this situation. Yeah. And... I guess what the question is, is, like, for you, like, how did you work through the trauma of your childbirth experience or do you think that this is something that will stay with you?
1: Uh, I don't know if I've even, like, properly processed my whole – like, because it wasn't only just the childbirth, like, the experience. It was, like, post-birth when I was in the maternity Uh ward and then I had a temperature. I spiked a temp of, like, 39-something after a cesarean. So they take that real serious. So. Uh They were doing, like, chest x-rays and then, like, my brother, poor thing, he was in the room, like, all my family were in the room after I had Lay and, mm. like, the nurse, these two old midwives come in and they're, like, pumping my nipples, trying to get my milk to come in and I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck <laughs> are you guys doing? Like, I was so off my head, they just pumped me with morphine and endone oh my God. and that slow release thing. So, yeah, it was just, like, I kept telling them, like, stop giving me endo like I can't concentrate on my baby like I can't concentrate because I'm so Mm -hmm. off my head and then like they just were doing bloods and they're like you might have to go to ICU and your baby can't go with you like what just all this shit I put in my head because I had a temperature and I understand that they take that like super serious but like just it's just so inappropriate the way that they were going on and then they grew my blood cultures for like two days no infection came back like it was just a reaction, I think, from like the anaesthetic or whatever it is. Then whatever that yeah, thing is. That from, I think yeah.
0: Oh my god! And how come? How come there weren't any um, like Aboriginal
1: midwives? No, nah, there's no Aboriginal or midwives. Binge-y. But Binji Borai, like the day after I had lay, Jamie mm-hmm. um, from Binji Borai, Jamie Carpenter, she's one of the Aboriginal health workers. She supports like families out of the service, yep. and she was just mm-hmm. like amazing, like. She held my hand while I was getting the catheter out. Like she's just, she's amazing. I can't, oh, I can't praise her, like enough. She was there like every yeah. day. She knew that my birth was crap, and she knew I was treated bad afterwards. And she was just there to support oh, me pain, and lay like the whole time. Mm. So it was just, it was so good.
0: Yeah. No. Well, that's good. At least there's a little bit of light. You know what I mean? At the end of that. Yeah. The traumatic childbirth tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <clears <clears <throat> I know. But yeah, like you said though, it's something that you haven't yet fully processed and I mean, like I I think I'm in the same boat as you with Mm -hmm. my firstborn as well, like and now having another baby, it's a bit scary because... I want to be... You know what to expect sort of thing yeah. as well
1: next this time. Yeah,
0: but I think it's just also I do not want to be treated the way I was the first time around. And I guess it comes with age as well. Yeah. Like you become a bit more staunch and your voice a bit louder and you're more secure in your decisions around your body and stuff. But there needs to be more cultural awareness, I think, in these spaces because I've had a lot of uh, like sister girls that have worked in, you know, these big Sydney hospitals and they've like, witness some horrible shit happening to, you know, black and women of colour giving birth, Mm -hmm. like, interrupting mid-labor, asking about, you know, how they're going to pay for the birth, etc. Like, and it's just – it's just awful, just really shitty stuff. Anyways, but, yeah. yeah.
1: It's horrible. It is, it is. They ask me stupid questions, like, because I had a temperature, they're like, have you been around anyone with hepatitis – Like, have you had been exposed to the Ebola virus? I'm like, (laughs) oh my God, what are you talking about? If you looked at all my yellow cards and all my file, like everything's on my file that you guys have, like, why are you asking me a vulnerable, vulnerable young Mm mum who's just had a baby with my hormones are all over the place? Like, why are you asking me this stupid question? Yeah.
0: Heavily medicated. Fuck. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It just sounds. It was crazy. Yeah. It sounds, sounds crazy. Oh, my God. Well, hopefully next time around, eh? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Next time around when you have a second bub, things will be, you know, Uh, a lot better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if I ever go again.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I've got one more question for you. So from your own experience of the trauma and birth of your your little babe, is there any advice that you could offer to sister girls out there who are thinking about becoming mums or are mums-to-be and what would it be?
1: I wouldn't a lot of people say like oh make sure you're ready like you're never ready to have a baby whether it's planned or unplanned hell yeah girl amen <laughs> but um for sister girls like black women, I feel definitely engaging in those services that are available to us that'd be your first number one priority like even for like sister mm-hmm. girls out there that have black men but they're not indigenous you know what I mean like they can still utilize services and, Oh yeah, because they're having a black baby, right? So they can still see those services. Like my sister-in-law, yes. she's not Indigenous, but she made sure that she used those services because she knew, like she knows she's having a black baby. She wants her baby to be involved like culturally and she wants to have that experience as well. Mm-hmm. But yes. um, yeah, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely go in with a plan. But in saying that with a plan, it doesn't always go to plan. So maybe just an open mind and
0: yeah no I agree with you though that's that's actually really good advice um especially with the plan you need to be open for things to change anything could happen birth is it's a it's yeah, a wild for ride sure. when you're in the midst of it all
1: it mm. is it is a wild oh my ride god.
0: well that's going to be me in two and a half
1: weeks time god damn I know I'm so excited <laughs> I know and it's going to be I'm big excited for too. you because you can just like bam push them out you know what just I mean? Just a little cough. <laughs> Imagine that, eh? If only, if only. Oh, you'll be sweet though.
0: Uh, yeah, I hope so. Oh, my God. And I was so nervous. Like
1: – Are you nervous? Like um, – Are you nervous because you know what to expect this time around? See, that's what – I don't know. I couldn't do contractions again. Like,
0: I yeah, just can't. <laughs> like, I've been thinking about that, the contractions, because the Braxton Hicks have been really full on. Mm-hmm. Um. But to be honest, like, I'm actually really excited. I've got a very, very supportive man. Um, Oh, that's good. My husband-to-be. Yes. And I've got, like, a Mm -hmm. plan and all of this. I'm a solid candidate for a water birth, which really excites me. Oh, that'll be amazing. Yeah, because my first baby, Aura, she was posterior. So that just caused me a lot of pain in my back and stuff. So fingers crossed, though, we do get the room with the tub. Like yeah. That's what you, like, you know, as you said, your plan probably won't go to plan. but I will.
1: Hopefully yours does.
0: I know. But this baby is, like, huge. We're in the 95th percentile. Oh, my and, God. And um, I know. Holy Stary. shit. And <laughs> my, doc- <I> know. <laughs> my doctor said to me, actually, just this week, just gone, that baby will um, weigh closer to five kilograms when – if we if we go all the way to 40 weeks.
1: Yeah. So I don't know right. how I feel about that, eh? Do you feel like you're going to go early or...? Oh,
0: you know what? That's the ultimate dream right now because I'm experiencing a lot of swe- swelling, hands and feet, never had mm-hmm. it before. Lots of heartburn in the nighttime. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like last night I had a like a – what is it? Like a coughing fit because the heartburn, it just – you know when that acid hits your throat – and like oh, your mouth. I hate
1: it.
0: I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, I ended yep. up like flinging myself out of bed, um, going to the bathroom and I'm in their coffin so hard. If I fucking kid you not, like I weed myself from coffins so hard. Oh no. And I'm just like, Oh my god. I'm I'm falling apart.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're over it at this point. I am,
0: case. I am. But I'm actually excited for the birth just because like aura my eldest she was four kilograms so I think my body's just made for birth and big babies I don't know yeah so. that's good
1: though sis that's good yeah
0: healthy big baby that's it and this bubba's got a lot of hair too <laughs> yeah so you know you know what they say with all the heartburn
1: <laughs> but <clears throat> I know a lot of hair and I uh, you watch baby will come out with a mop I hope so I came out with a big mop yeah. Did Aura have
0: a lot of hair? No. Uh, not really. Like, she had some, but her hair was black when she came out. But now it's, like, really blonde.
1: Yeah, yeah. Crazy. That yeah, but do.
0: it does. I know. I know. But, um, yeah, hoping hoping maybe to just <clears throat> that this baby will be out within the next two and a half weeks. Fingers crossed. Pray for me.
1: Yeah. I'm praying for you I am thanks thanks girl And everybody that else. uncomfortable feeling <laughs> <laughs> when you're yeah. at the end hey, and you can't breathe and it's like oh
0: god damn like I said I just get out of bed talking and um yeah <clears throat> walking to the sofa that's gammon eh <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> that's terrible I know okay so I think we're coming towards the end of the podcast app but mm-hmm. before we finish up you know, I prepared you for this section and I love this mm-hmm. little section of the podcast because I think it's fun. Um, so it's called, what's the tea? And so this is your opportunity to share something embarrassing about yourself. It could be a product that you recently discovered. Um, like, you know, and it's amazing. And you've got to share with everyone or like a, you know, juicy little story. I mean, I know you're a single lady, but you know, oh. Tinder, Tinder date gone wrong, for example. I
1: don't no, know. no way. <laughs> No, I don't know. What's the tea? I don't know. I really don't have any tea. Lockdown's just been wild. Like, for <laughs> me, at the moment, there is no tea. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I've really just been, like, focusing on me and Lay, like, and just trying yeah. to, like, cruise through lockdown, get through this wild time in all of our lives and just, yeah. There's not much. Really, it's just crazy. Being stuck in a house with a four-year-old. Like, Fun times. I know the feels. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, wild. but um,
0: okay. Well, maybe, maybe I'll get you on the podcast again another time and we can do a, a What's the Tea? And you better have something juicy for us because I know all these yeah, listeners, they all get a little bit excited for the What's the Tea section. I yeah. mean, I sure do. But, I mean, <laughs> shit, lockdown hasn't been kind to me. If you saw me now. No. Girl, my feet. I used to have beautiful feet. Now they're terrible. They're like Shrek.
1: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> two more weeks. Two and a half more weeks. That'd yes. be right.
0: Oh, my God. Actually, I think we are out of lockdown. Or well, Shell Harbour
1: is anyways next Saturday. Let's hope so. Let's hope Gladie doesn't change her mind because we need to get out. I know. A... Like, yes, let's be real. We all going crazy down here. Ah, oh, tell me about it. My God.
0: So yeah. Okay. So like I said, the tea is a bit dry. The tea is today, dry. But today. surely you have something. <laughs> surely you got something for us. Like like I know you're single, but what about what about your relationship with your ex man? Like you know that's that's got to be good. You know you're both co-parenting. Yeah. Yeah. You wanna
1: feel us um, in? Yeah. So me and um Jermaine, my ex, my baby daddy, nay. Um, <laughs> We're good. Like, we're really good. We were together for, like, a long time, like, going on um, eight years. Mm -hmm. And it's just been, like, we just needed that little bit of space, you know what I mean? So, But we're really good. Like, he's a really good dad. He's, like, an amazing person. And he just makes co-parenting, like, super easy for now, touch wood. Yeah. But he's been, yeah, like, for someone who didn't really grow up with a father figure that was, like, heavily involved in his life. Like, he really tries and makes an effort with Alaylee mm-hmm. and he always puts her first, which makes, which makes me, like, grateful to have had a kid with him, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Oh, that's deadly. He's great.
0: You know but what? Yeah. yeah. And like you said, for a man who didn't really have a father figure growing up, it's deadly that he's breaking that cycle and he can be dad to a regardless of what your relationship is with him and you just can be friends do you know what i mean and you can do it together while separate
1: yeah for sure like we're still heavily involved in one another's life and we get along really well like for now but um yeah it's just been i'm thankful that it's yeah. been cruisy you know mm-hmm. but yeah
0: and that's it like you know not for people to get confused, but you can actually be friends with your ex partner and still raise your kids
1: together. Yeah, exactly. And I never, like, I didn't, like, plan, like, I didn't, I never wanted to be like a single mum, you know what I mean? Because we were together for so long. And then, mm. like, we were together for three years before we had a yeah, lady. Well. And then now a lady's four. Like, it's, it's just, I don't know. I never thought that I would be like a single mum, but now that I am, and he just makes it so much like he he, like what do you call it cooperates I suppose (laughs) yeah (laughs) with me like we both cooperate together obviously to co-parent with the lately but like it's just been crazy simple that's
0: good that it works and and that's the thing as well nothing wrong with being a single parent it's um you know we know Mm. a lot of aunties mothers grandmothers out there who've been the backbone of every family, raising all their babies on their own and stuff. But, yeah, you're doing all the right things, sis, and that's so deadly that he's still in your corner. Yeah. Some some fellas are quick to jump. Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, I know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he comes from Queensland. He could have easily packed up and sort of thing, like, left and, you know. Mm -hmm. But he didn't and stayed here for his kid which is good like I appreciate him for that you know
0: yeah oh I love that you know what the tea isn't so dry this week I'll tell you that much (laughs) making out like you got nothing yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well I think that concludes um our podcast thank you so much sis for being a guest on the show and sharing yeah and sharing your story about childbirth and the trauma that comes with it um (laughs) It doesn't have to always be a traumatic given birth, but for some of us, it really is. And, yeah. you know, here's to healing from all yeah. that trauma and moving on from it too and having more beautiful black
1: babies. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Shaney Lee uh, learning a bit more about childbirth and trauma and um, how women of color and black indigenous women move through these spaces in hospitals um you can definitely go give her a follow on instagram her handle is Shaney lee i think that's with three e's at the end and make sure that you share the podcast if you're really enjoying it get on Instagram, share us around. We love you guys and I'm looking forward to our next guest. Okay, take care everyone. Bye.